Wolf and Luke. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Ron Wolfley. This is going to make me look kind of freaky. Luke Lipinski. The great Luke Lipinski. You're <laughs> devaluing the word great if you follow with Luke Lipinski. <laughs> Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM. Arizona's sports station. Luke, I am your fill-in. Tim Ring, Lorenzo Alexander, 105 on a Thursday. Good to be filling in for Luke and Wolf uh, on this day as we, you know, not only talking about the Suns and the Wizards coming up. Thanks for K-Ray to coming, uh, for coming on uh, last segment as we get you ready for that one tonight. Suns trying to notch another win, get to 23-5 and five on the year. Of course, the, uh, I don't know how else you say it, terrible, awful, uh, d- d- disastrous news for the Arizona Cardinals as they are not only eyeing up a top seed in the playoffs, but also a run for the Super Bowl. DeAndre Hopkins, a real good chance, is not going to be there for, for any of it. Uh, certainly not the regular season, and it's looking more and more and more like he's not going to be a part of the postseason either. Uh, at best, the Ian Rappaport report has him back in six weeks, which would potentially put him back for the NFC Championship game. But then the Josina Anderson report uh, has Hop out for two to four months, recovering from that surgery uh, for a torn MCL. So we wait. We don't know. We do know this. Uh, if you're Cliff Kingsbury, you got a plan for life without D-Hop, and you got to figure out a way to move the football. you got to figure out a way to put the ball in the end zone, and you got to figure out a way to beat great teams in the playoffs without DeAndre Hopkins. We're going to get Zoe's thoughts on this in just a second, but first, Dan Orlovsky from ESPN weighed in on what it means for the Cardinals' offense schematically now that they don't have a uh, DeAndre Hopkins facing defensive alignments set up to stop him. An enormous deal because he's the guy in their offense that changes everything about how a defense approaches that, that, that scheme. And that no longer is there. I think the second thing is when Kyler gets out of the pocket and is creative, Hop has the best feel when it comes to that stuff. That, oh, my quarterback's gone. I got to get to this spot. He's also the guy that when Kyler needs a throw, he don't even have to be open. And Kyler trusts that he's going to get there. Remember, they lost their tight end, Max Williams, at the start of this year as well. So now they've got to depend on... You know, a guy like Zach Ertz, who's a fantastic player, but he's only been there about a month, right? So how does that connection and chemistry develop? James Conner's going to have to become a little bit more of a pass catcher, which we've seen. Christian Kirk got to go. A.J. Green's been nice, but now A.J. Green becomes a focal point. If I look at a comparison to Green Bay, Devontae, Dallas has got their guys. Tampa's got their guys. I get concerned now with this offense losing their best yeah. player. Uh, Stan Orlowski, ESPN, look. You can you can sugarcoat it all you want. Cardinals are are, are the Cardinals got worse. You take DeAndre Hopkins off this football team. You take him away from the offense. You take him away uh, as a weapon from Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury in terms of what these guys can do on the field and what Cliff can dial up schematically. Uh, the Cardinals are worse off without DeAndre Hopkins. So, so knowing that, the question is, can they still win? these high-leverage games in the postseason without him. Can they beat Detroit on Sunday without D-Hop? Of uh, course. Of course right. you know, can they win the rest of their regular season games yes. without D-Hop? Yes, of course. Can they win a playoff game without him? I, I, I believe so, too. I believe so, it's, too. It's all about the matchup, right? Can you uh, beat Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers on the road in a playoff game without DeAndre Hopkins? That's when it gets a little dicey. If you're Cliff Kingsbury, what, what, what do you, where do you go now? What do you do? Well, I mean, let, well, let's say this, though. They did have an opportunity— to beat Aaron Rodgers, and granted, he didn't have his receivers either, but 
D-Hop really didn't play in that game, and they still was right there to be able to play him, right? So if, you, if your defense ends up rising up and taking the ball away, which they've shown signs of doing, there's a, abilities to do this, right? This is a, a team sport. It's not one guy. Missing Hop makes it harder, but they do have the ability collectively based on what I've seen throughout this season to do it. And hopefully it is on the road because that's when they play their best football anyway. Right. One thing I would push back on on, on what uh, Dan said, um, I don't think Hop is their best player. I think it's Kyler, right? His mm-hmm. dynamic, he plays the quarterback position, he touches the ball every single time. And so maybe he's not the best, maybe he's the most important. And so long as you have your most important player out there, which is the quarterback in today's NFL, you're always going to have a chance because he has a unique skill set as well. Because he's not your traditional guy. He has the ability to move around the pocket. He has the ability to, to run the football. And I think his greatest attribute is the, his spidey sense and his baseball um, a background to be able to get down and avoid these big hits. And so I think um, with Cliff um, figuring out best ways as they get closer to the playoffs, right, um, what is going to work for them. The great thing is that they have four weeks to figure it out, to figure out a balance, what that looks like, how much exposure they want to um, – provide to Kyler as far as him running the ball, who is going to stand up for them um, in order to to fill in the gap of Hopkins. You're not going to completely get it filled, but some guys have to rise their game. And that starts with A.J. Green being the leader, Christian Kirk, and working your all the way down um, in that receiver room to that, hey, you need to be where you're going to be. You need to um, understand the, the route concepts. You under, understand what you need to do. And then I guess I, one one thing I jumped over, that offensive line needs to step up too as well. I mean, and if the, everybody plays to their ability of what, what they've put on film this year, they have the ability to beat the Niners. They have the ability to beat yep. the Washington football team. They have the ability to beat the Minnesota Vikings, I believe. So those teams in the first round, they definitely match up well. Um, I, and obviously because I don't think not neither one of those teams have a, a quarterback of, of an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady on Yeah. And again, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking big picture down the road. Like, okay, did the did the Cardinals Super Bowl chances just go in the toilet with this DeAndre Hopkins, you know, injury? I also will disagree with Dan on one point that that Zach Ertz only being here for a short period of time is some sort of hindrance in terms of his yeah. ability to be a factor in the postseason or down the stretch here in December. No, of course not. Zach Ertz uh, has already shown good chemistry with Kyler Murray. He will be a factor. Listen, every there's you just listen, if you're Cliff Kingsbury, you just gotta find different ways to put points on the board. They have the weapons. Are they as good? No, of course not. But can they still get the job done? Of course they can. We talked about it earlier. I would I I would not be surprised if we went back to a little more uh, design runs for Kyler Murray, sprinkling those in because it is such a weapon. They didn't need to do it this season because it wasn't required and they could get away from it and kind of keep Kyler healthy. But come playoff time, if it works and it's a way to move the chains and put points on the board, uh, Cliff may have to break that glass and call some design runs for Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins no longer uh, at his uh, disposal. All right, the Phoenix Suns fell to the Bucks in the 2021 NBA Finals, but one Suns player has made it known that would not have happened if he were on the team. We'll talk about that. Tim and Zoe win for Luke and Wolf, Arizona Sports, 98.7. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, Tim and Zoe back. It's about one sixteen here in the Valley. Suns game night. Suns taking on the Washington Wizards. Suns at 22-5 and five now. 
After that thrilling overtime win in Portland the other night, 111-107, the Suns defeated the Blazers in overtime. We were talking to uh, Kevin Ray about it a couple segments ago. So, uh, you know, the Suns without Devin Booker now for six games, playing the second half of a back-to-back against a Portland team that record-wise wasn't very good, but they played very, very well in that game. It could have been very easy for the Suns to say, you know what, let's just, kind of get out of here and if we win and we lose whatever but the Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton wouldn't let that happen right. and they, the the heart of the heart of a champion uh, on display again on a again I I keep harping on this but again it was a, a Tuesday December night in the NBA if you win or lose at the end of the day probably nobody's going to be thinking about that come April uh but they the Suns just kind of they they don't want to lose two games in a row it's important to them and they go out there and they show the heart of a champion, even in a game uh, like that. Chris Paul, 24 points, uh, 14 uh, assists in the game. And again, I talked a little bit about this yesterday, Zo. Chris Paul's 15-footer on the right side of the key has been absolutely a phenomenal shot for him in these last couple of years. I mean, you know, he's had it his whole career. But it is becoming a fantastic closing shot. I grew up watching Michael Jordan. Right. The later stages of his career... That fadeaway yeah. in the paint in the fourth quarter was the ultimate closing shot because it was virtually unstoppable. Teams knew it was coming, but they threw yeah. it to Jordan. He went to the fadeaway. He delivered, and the Bulls won game after game after game after game. I, I'm equating the Chris Paul 15-footer from the right side of the key now with the Michael Jordan fadeaway because the teams know it's coming. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They can't stop it. He always hits it, and he wins basketball games, and the Suns win basketball games because of it. It's a joy to watch. Yeah, and it's it's crazy to me because obviously I'm a fan when it comes to basketball. You know, I played a little bit in high school, but that's about as far as my knowledge goes. And watching the game and, you know, playing in the league, like defensively, you try to make teams play left-handed, right? Make them do things that they don't want to do. And it just seems he gets there every single time. And, and it's nothing that nobody can do to stop him. Man. It's just so amazing to watch the greatness, his IQ, how he moves the ball around, how he kind of lulls you to sleep, and then he goes right back to it. Like, right. uh, like I, I, I fooled you again, got you again, right back here. And he, it, it's just really cool to watch th- that greatness, uh, the, the collective experience that he's had, you know, the different players that he's played with continue to show up when he's dominant like that in the fourth quarter. And really he's done that this entire season, just being able to close games and show up when the team really needs him. And it's, and it's really cool – it, to watch because it, it's hard to do, and I think some people just realize think Chris Paul or Michael Jordan like they're supposed to do that. Well, it's hard oh. to do that night in and night out when everybody knows wh- where you're going with the ball. It's funny I'm laughing because any any opposing coach, even in, at the high school level, must be sitting there to his defenders. Don't let Paul go right. <laughs> force yeah. force that dude left. Right. Don't let him get to that spot. So you know the coaches are telling their defenders that, but it doesn't matter, Chris Paul. So much veteran savvy just to get to that spot. Yeah, and and I would say this to all the young kids. The reason why he's able to do that because he has a complete game, right? He can yeah. he can dish, he can shoot from the left side too. He can get, he can do other things. He can drive, he can finish, and so that opens things up where to where they have to honor him. And so just don't become a three point shooter, right? Just don't be be a dunker, right? Be a, a well rounded player. And that gives you the ability to do and manipulate things uh, with so much more ease. Dude, so good. So good. Hey, listen, a couple of minutes before the break, do, I do want to play this clip from JaVale McGee because it's kind of it's interesting. We, we don't know if he's right. It's total hypothetical, but it's something to kind of listen to and think about. Not that we want to revisit the 
finals last year when the Suns lost that 2 nothing lead and ultimately lost the series. But McGee said if you were around last year, that wouldn't have happened. Let's listen, and then we'll react. For example, if you asked guys uh, last year in Denver, I didn't even play, but I was still – being that guy, that energy guy, even though I didn't even play. So it's just it's just what I bring to teams when I when I when I come. And uh yeah, I feel like if I was here last year and if I got traded here instead of Denver, we probably would have won. You know, first of all, let me say JaVale McGee has been a fantastic acquisition. Yes. He's like listen, I I don't have NBA league pass and I don't like study every other basketball game forty eight minutes a night. I have a life, so I have kids, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is way better than I thought he was in terms of his activity around the rim, his ability to finish, his ability to. I knew he could defend and rebound. I knew he was a body. He's a he's he's a good. He's better than good. He's an outstanding basketball player. Could he have helped the Suns last year when DeAndre started having all kinds of problems with Giannis and, and Dario Saric was out? And Frank Kaminsky is a little limited on the defensive end, and I I love myself some Frank Kaminsky, oh, but yeah. but he is. Uh, c- uh, could Javale McGee have made a difference against Giannis in those final four games, and maybe gotten the Suns those elusive two wins to win a title? I don't know. Something to think about. I definitely think so. I mean, I think his energy that he brings, obviously, his length and athleticism speaks for itself. Shot blocking ability, so he would have made it harder for Giannis. Giannis, it just seemed like Gian, nobody was on the court with Giannis, right? He just yeah. put up fifty, 50 and nobody, yep. and nobody. And so, what I like about Javale, right? He has a little edge to him as well that I think Javale McGee. Okay, love yeah, it. Hello, a little <laughs> edge to him that. Maybe this team interiorly didn't have last year, you know, that rugged mentality. Like, hey, you come in here, I'm going I'm to try to block your shot, and I may give you a little oomph, you know, at the end of this, too, to kind of change it. Like, hey, you're not going to just come up in here and get it easy. And so I think that physicality, his athleticism, ability, and then that leadership quality of just trying to corral guys and get them going would have definitely helped this team when they got to that, you know, some of those lows, you know, after they lost two games, after being up to, he's the type of energy player that could help, you know, kind of transition you and get you back on the pace. Uh, JaVel McGee here this season, he's only a- averaging 16 minutes, I think, a game, but the numbers... JaVel McGee! Exactly. He's averaging over 10 points and over 7 rebounds in those 16 minutes. So that man is productive when he gets uh, his opportunity. And so, your bigger picture when you talk about the Suns bench... Listen, the front page is obviously Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre. And that's why that big three, the big three is the reason why they're a championship caliber team. But the reason why they stack up wins and the reason why they can contend for these titles is their supporting cast, I just think, is outstanding as well. And it's not only McGee. Uh, For me, Mikel Bridges in a two-way, as a two-way player. Cameron Johnson, Cameron Payne, Jay Crowder. Uh, Shamit coming in this year. That that supporting cast to me, the bench and even the supporting cast starters, uh, just know their roles, buy into what Monty's selling, yep. and it's a big reason why they stack up wins during the regular season. Yeah, I mean James Jones has done a great job of of implementing the team. Right, there is no you know with this team, there's no one man. Obviously, you mentioned the the stars that obviously make the engine go, but everybody else has value. They contribute. And I think when you have that, when one of the stars is out, like Book is right now and D.A. has been before, 
you don't feel like I got to try to do something differently because you've been a part of that process. And that's why I really love the, the bench and, and how they've been uh, participating since the beginning. And so when guys go out, oh, we got this. You know, a guy will step up and play additional minutes and we can do this. And they have, the, I think, the faith and trust from – Obviously, uh, James Jones, Mahdi, and Chris Paul and D. Yeah. Book, when guys go down, they trust them. And so they feel they feel that, and that's why I think these guys have been able to shine in the system. In any given night, these guys can get you not only a point total, when I'm talking about 17, 18, 20 points, right. but they can also, any one of these guys can hit big shots down the stretch in a high-leverage moment. And I'm talking about not only starters like Crowder and Bridgers, but we saw the other night, campaign can come in and deliver critical shots in the fourth quarter and overtime, so can Cam Johnson. They don't shy away from the moment, and they all understand their roles. I talked about it yesterday. There was a helter-skelter play. The Suns had a three-point lead late in the game in Portland. Uh, The ball shot out to Damian Lillard. He should have, would have had a wide-open, uncontested three, but Jay Crowder recognized the moment, and even though Lillard wasn't his man, he busted his butt to the three-point line and closed out on the shooter and wouldn't let Lillard get a shot off. So it's the little things like that uh, that help basketball teams win games night after night after night. And the Suns' supporting cast is second to none. They are outstanding and a big reason why this team is so darn good. Text us your thoughts on the Suns and their supporting cast to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, we're going to bug Wolf on vacation We'll get his reaction to the news that D-Hop is going to have surgery on that MCL. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. And we're back, 132 on a Thursday. Tim Ring and Lorenzo Alexander in for the Legends, Wolf and Luke, who are getting a much-needed day off. Kind of. We're not letting Ron Wolfley off that easy. We have tracked him down. <laughs> Can't let a day go by, especially a day like this, with the DeAndre Hopkins news without getting the thoughts uh, of Wolf. Uh, Ron Wolfley, I, I, I'm sorry we had to track you down on your day off like this. <laughs> but Aaron, Aaron Maloney was, of course, persistent. And she she made she made us do it. Hey, <laughs> don't worry about it. I mean, it was just so weird that I was in the show meeting. The <laughs> show meeting. that's right. <laughs> I, you wandered in the weirdest thing of all on your day off. Very very <laughs> odd. But you know what? I deserved it. That's right. You, sh- you should have never shown your face in these that's parts. Exactly right. <laughs> Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Hey, Wolf. You know there are so many. There are so many directions this is going to go or could go, and we're going to have to just watch it all play out. But just you know, your initial reactions, reaction hearing the DeAndre Hopkins news and how devastating that is for you know him to be out, but also the implications now for the Cardinals' offense. Man, I mean, exactly, guys. What a bummer this really is. I I, I thought of three things immediately. Um, this sucks, buttermilk. That was number one. Uh, the Cardinals aren't as good a team as they were last week, and I think Cliff probably needs to rethink his offense at this point. Um, you know, I mean, it, it sucks, buttermilk, obviously, because he is their biggest playmaker. Uh, I, I know James Conner has also been huge for the Cardinals, but D. Hop physically is a playmaking freak, and we've all seen it. We've all watched it, and he does things down the field that few receivers can do 
from a talent perspective. So, yeah, this this is not good all the way around. Hey, Wolf, so I know you watch a lot of football. You watch a lot of Cardinals. And you mentioned about Cliff um, needing to figure out a new plan, right, a new way of about um, allowing this offense to continue to be explosive without D-Hop. What, what, what do you envision? I know we've kind of mentioned maybe run Kyler a little bit more, make the defense honor yeah. him, because they're going to see some different coverages now since Hop isn't out there. Yes. See, that's it, though, right there. That is it. Look, D-Hop brought order and structure to Cliff's offense and how is and how defenses try to defend said offense. Does that make sense? Yes. I, he brought order and structure to, listen, this is who we are, and this is how we go about our business. And it also brought order and structure from the opposing defense and what they were going to most likely do to try to take away uh, Kyler and, of course, DeAndre Hopkins. Cliff and Kyler could almost bank on the defense trying to take away their chemistry. Both those guys right there. Listen, job one for any defensive coordinator playing the Cardinals, what do you think that was? Hey, you got you got to go ahead. First of all, contain Kyler. Yeah, we all get that and understand that. But you got to take away DeAndre Hopkins from Kyler Murray. That brought order and structure and predictability in terms of what teams like to do from a coverage standpoint and what they would most likely try to do against Kyler and Nuke. That makes calling plays in a game easier when you know what the defense is most likely going to be in and what they're going to try to do. Now without a clear-cut number one receiver, without D-hop, the defense can, I think, take more chances and be a little bit more flexible. Dare I say unpredictable. That makes it tougher on Kyler, and it makes it tougher on Cliff, and really the entire offense. Don't you think so? Yeah, I think so, Wolf. And and, and also, I want to get your thoughts real quick, and this might just be your your speculation or your thoughts, and some of this is experience with dealing with torn MCLs and how guys recover, but I wanted to get your thoughts on, on why the two different reports from two reputable NFL reporters. Josina Anderson says it's looking like two to four months, which of course would end his season completely. Ian Rappaport saying uh, six weeks the Cardinals are hoping to get him back, which you know could in theory put him back for the NFC Championship game if the Cardinals you know were fortunate enough to 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 reach the NFC Championship game. Your thoughts on the recovery process and why why maybe there are two very different reports about how long D Hop would be out. Yeah, maybe because it's early, Timmy. I yeah. mean, I hate to give you something so base as that right there, but I I have no idea what to say about that. Okay, yeah. You know what? Oh my goodness, we've got a we got a scrum going on in the media. Is that <laughs> yeah. what you're saying? We've yeah. got a brawl going on. Uh yeah, I I have no idea why that is the case out there. And you know what? I'm just going to take the more positive side of those two and say, <laughs> I'm going with that dude or that dudette. Right. I was hoping you were going to say, Josina Anderson is wrong. He will be back for the NFC Championship. Chip. Jimmy, I have no idea what to say about that, man. Next. Right. Well, next, you're going to love this question then. Zoe and I have been talking about it all day because it's 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 obviously a – Sports talk radio dreamboat conversation, right? Oh, both, but well, just so you know, Zoe and I are both on record as saying no chance that this happens. But clearly, okay. on social media, a lot of people are talking about it. Where do you stand on the potential uh, interest in Larry Fitzgerald, not only from the Cardinals to Larry, but Larry 
to the Cardinals? Are you in guys, the no chance guys, boat? Would I, would I love to see it? Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> do do I think it's going to happen? No. Right. Uh, I, I think Larry is retired. I think he's done. Do I hope I'm wrong? Yes. Uh, do I? Do I? Do I listen? Do I pick up the phone and call Larry? Engage his interest in his availability? Without a doubt. Yes, I do. Uh, I I would do that. I, hey, Larry, the first question, Larry, are you in shape? I mean, have you been, are are you still in shape? Because uh, the, the last time I saw Larry at a Suns game. He looked okay, but the the cheeks looked a little puffy. Oh man, <laughs> kind of like kind of like what I got going. Well, listen, the, depending on the shape he's in, though, um, he could be up and running in a matter of days. Yeah. He knows the offense. He knows the game as well as any receiver that has ever played. Right. And I think he really could contribute on the field and off. But he's got to be in shape, and I don't know if he is. Yeah, and I don't know either, and I don't know you know, where his mind is right now, but I do know that the men in that room are more than capable of finishing this season off strong and, and making yeah. a legitimate, at least a first-round win, right? I don't know who they may get with, with Tampa Bay and, and uh, Green Bay and what that may look like and the health-wise without D-Hop, but I know they have the ability to make their run. What position group? Do you think needs to stand up more? You know, and and I'll even put this. Yeah, this is a position group. Do you think it's the defensive line, the offensive line, or the wide receivers? You know, if I had to throw out three options right there that need to step up in order for this team to get to where they need to, they, they want to go. Man, are you, yeah, you know what? Um, listen, I, I think the offensive line just needed to get healthy. I think they need Justin Pugh back. So I'm going to go with the defensive line. I, I'm going to go with the box. That has been a problem from time to time. Um, I, I'm not. It's not like I'm really worried about the defense. I am not. Um, overall, I just got to tell you that I can't get over the fact that this team is not as good as they were last week because of D Hop. I think that's the thing I keep coming back to, guys. Um, I keep coming back to the fact that he made things easier. Um, you know, I, I know that this is still a team that can get into the playoffs. This is still a team that is a playoff team. Um, this is still a team that I think could make a run. But when you start talking about Super Bowls, it became so much more difficult now that D-Hop isn't there. I've been talking about this, guys, for, for the entire season. The thing that truly um, um, made this Arizona Cardinals team a – a Super Bowl contender was their defense. The offense was Super Bowl caliber, though. The, the offense was Super Bowl caliber, and everyone knew it. And every, the reason why everyone knew it was because of Kyler Murray, number one, and D-Hop, number two. You can talk about James Conner all you want. I love James Conner. Oh, my goodness. I love watching him play. But, guys, the reason why the Arizona Cardinals offense was already Super Bowl caliber was because of Kyler Murray, number one, and D-Hop, number two. And then you can throw in all the other pieces that are there. But the defense made them a Super Bowl contender because they were good. Um the only weakness of this team was their rush defense, as far as I was concerned. Last week kind of kind of put a damper on that in terms of their secondary and how their secondary played. So 
once again, um, you know, I think their secondary is going to be fine. They've been fine all year long. Their defensive quarterback rating has been nails. But I do worry about their rush defense. So, Zoe, in a long and very circuitous Ron Wolfley kind of way, (laughs) and answering your question, I'm going to come all the way back to you, and I'm going to say I'm worried about the defensive line more than anything else. Yeah, no question about it, Wolf, is – the great man once said, this D-hop injury sucks buttermilk. I mean, there's just... There's just... Wolf, okay, hey, listen. Guys. Wolf, thanks for joining us on your show today. We, we yeah, you know what? It was it. awesome, dudes. Now go enjoy your family, man. Don't yeah. call in no more. Don't hey, let Aaron put we, that pressure on you anymore. Okay. Right. Okay, well, yeah, we, both, man. See you later. See, see you later, man. We, we, hope you, we hope we did you proud today, filling the seats for uh, Luke and Wolf uh, on this Thursday. Tim Ring, Lorenzo Alexander, one more segment to get to. We're going to talk some Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Just how important is leadership after a loss? Something Kyler Murray is getting much, much better at. If you don't believe me, listen to Kyler. That's coming up. Arizona Sports 98.7. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, we are back 148 on a Thursday. Tim Ring, Lorenzo Alexander, Cardinals and Detroit coming up on Sunday in the Motor City. The Cardinals clinch a playoff spot with a win in that game. They are a heavy, heavy favorite, a double-digit favorite, hovering around 12.5, 13-point favorite are the Arizona Cardinals. Speaking of the Cardinals now, we are finally getting reaction in from the team on the loss of DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray just met the media a short time ago at the Cardinals' headquarters first chance to talk to these guys after we learn that deandre hopkins uh, is out for the regular season and very likely out for the entire season uh first kyler murray now uh, his reaction to losing d hop to the knee injury i try to stay on the positive side the optimistic side uh you know obviously me and him you're you know you play football you get hurt and and, you know everybody's been in that situation everybody knows what that feels like and you never want to go back to that feeling of you know having a missed time or um you know not being able to uh, be 100% healthy so um yeah it's 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 unfortunate you know none of us want to see our guys get hurt uh, but at the end of the day we know I understand it's part of the game so uh, as far as mentality I don't think we feel any you know uh we're not we're not down um about you know are, are thinking about any of us getting hurt like that. I think we're, we're looking forward and we're trying to you know get better each and every day. All right, that's Kyler Murray on the loss of DeAndre Hopkins. Also, A.J. Green, who's now the number one receiver with Hopkins down. Here's what A.J. had to say today. Yeah, it just sucks, man, you know, what D-Hop brings to the table. Um, everybody knows what he, he means to this team. Uh, so it's, it's, we're not going to replace him. You know, you can't replace him. Um, but we also have a, a, a great group of guys in the receiver room that uh, we're just going to rally behind it. You know, we're just not putting pressure on anybody else. We're just going to continue and play our game and, and make plays whenever our number's called. And, uh, you know, we ha- I have confidence in the guys that we have in the room that's going to make those plays when our number's called. But losing D-Hop sucks. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty blatant honesty there. It's something you don't always get uh, out of guys talking to the media they try to put a a, a a happy face on the situation about next man up and we're going to be fine and you know AJ Green right there saying hey th- this sucks and 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 it does and as Wolf said it sucks buttermilk uh, Zoe you know your thoughts your let me let me phrase the question this way because I think it might elicit a really good answer what does it do to a locker room no matter what these guys say publicly to the media right what does it do to a locker room 
when you're in a dogfight for a number one seed in the NFC, the playoffs are about a month away, and you lose your number one wide receiver. What 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 vibe? Right. What, what electrical shock does that send through the locker room and the team? Right, and, and it's all about the player, right? It's all about D Hop, who he is, his production, his abilities, and then the respect that. Uh, the other guys have for him in the locker room. And so the initial thing is, as you could hear it even in A.J.'s voice, is that it almost feels like the wind is knocked out of you, right? Like you've been gut punched and you're like, oh, man. And uh, it it hurts because you realize, especially as a veteran, as an older player, maybe some of the young guys don't realize it. Maybe they look at it like, oh, now it's my time to shine, right? Depending on, you know, uh, who you are and, and what you've been playing. But as an older guy, you realize how hard it is to play in this league to have sustained success um, because D-Hop really hasn't had any injury history until until this year. And then the, the, probably the most important thing, you realize this could potentially impact your ability to get to a Super Bowl, which isn't guaranteed every year. It's not even like most teams, You every team says it, right? Oh, yeah, we're, we're going for the championship. But it's only a, really a handful of teams that really have a legit opportunity to do it and have the personnel that can achieve it. And this team was developing into that. And without Hop, it makes it significantly harder to accomplish that task. And so a guy like AJ, like, hey, man, I've been on the Bengals. I had, first time I have a real shot, man, we were right there. And then we lose a guy of that caliber and what he means to this team. Not that it can't be done, but that initial shock is like, man, man who's going to step up? What are we going right. to do? We can't replace this type of cat. Well, one of the things we were talking about was potentially – you assess your weapons if you're Cliff Kingsbury and you say, okay, what's the best way to, to attack defenses now and win football games, especially in high-leverage situations? And we both agree that you know you might have to break the glass on Kyler Murray's running ability because at the end of the day, it's still a very, very, very competent weapon and a very effective one. And they don't have D-hop anymore. You might want to you know call on the legs of Kyler Murray a little bit more. And clearly, we're not alone in that thinking because that question was asked of Murray uh, today at his weekly press conference. Here's what the Cardinals quarterback had to say about that. The cut, Jesse, you got it? About running more, Kyler Murray? Oh, he, he's worried about the game tonight. You know, he got his watch. Uh, I've been taking what they're giving me. Obviously, you know, last game, you know, team with a hell of a rush. They're, they're getting upfield and, um, you know, there's going to be run lanes. Um, you know, it may be different this week. I mean, you know, may not be able to rush for that many yards, but uh, yeah, I just I play off of feel and instinct whenever that happens. Um, so, you know, if I do have to create more, I do. But like I said, I'm confident in those guys can create separation and get open. Yeah, you know, and I think you know Kyler's talking about these scrambling. you know scrambling and taking off and and whatnot. I'm I'm talking about you know some of those design runs that we saw in year one and year two where he would kind of gobble up yards and move the sticks. Right, and that's and that's the same mind frame I, I'm thinking about too. You know, once or twice a quarter. Um, you know, safe outside plays where he can get his three or four, you know, more than that, five or six yard slide, get out of bounds, avoid any contact, right? Because all you're doing, the purpose of it isn't to really gain yards. It's really to impact the defense and how they're going to play you. And what, as a defender, linebacker, or safety, I feel like I have to defend just to maybe steal my eyes for a couple of seconds. Or as a coordinator, what type of calls I need to be in to stop that, which then opens up maybe some of these deeper passes down the field. Maybe I have more of an advantageous matchup on the outside so these guys can create separation. All right, there you go for Jesse Morrison and Aaron Maloney behind the glass and Lorenzo Alexander. I'm Tim Ring. Thanks for hanging with us today on the Luke and Wolf Show. We'll 
Check in with you guys later. Have a great day, everybody. The best sports columnist in Valley Sports history writes exclusively for ArizonaSports.com. It's Dan Bickley. And it's free with no annoying pop-up ads. Dan Bickley, only on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station and ArizonaSports.com. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering supplies and solutions for every industry with 24-7 support and experienced staff.